these gifts offered today that they may be used for the benefit of others in a manner pleasing to you. Amen. You may be seated. So our gospel reading this morning is from Matthew. It will be a familiar story, but I hope as you listen, maybe you'll hear something new, something afresh this day. So from Matthew chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word to Bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. May God continue to bless our understanding of this sacred text. Will you pray with me? O gracious and loving God, May the meditations of all of our hearts and souls on this ancient scripture be pleasing unto you and reveal to us this day even more about your light and love in the world. Amen. We are not done yet. Just when you think we've packed away the last strand of garland and taken down that tree, there's more of the story to tell. As you know by now, it is Epiphany, that Sunday when we celebrate that shining star that those wise folks followed to find baby Jesus. And of course, the reminder of light and stars and all things bright and beautiful couldn't come at a better time, as far as I'm concerned. Because after all, we live in the Midwest, where we may be more likely to describe this season as the bleak midwinter. Am I right? So let's take a poll. What's getting to you more these days? The cold or the lack of light? How about the cold? The cold? Oh, not so much. 
The lack of light? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that's the way that went, otherwise this sermon would be not going well. <laughs> thank you, really, thank you. Much better than first steps, thank you. I don't know why I do that. Like, why do I set myself up? Anyway, thank you. Of course, if you're watching online from some warm and sunny location, we would really like for you to find a way to bottle that up and send it north. So it really is a great time to hear these passages about light and what could be more important than God's light. As I mentioned before Jean read the Isaiah passage, these proclamations of God's light were spoken to a people who had been in deep darkness. Of course, darkness has many definitions. The darkness in the Isaiah passage spoke to the people that had been in exile, and they received this very good news that the Lord has risen upon them, and everyone is being called to God's light, and they have returned home. So what is darkest in our life right now that is in need of God's light? Maybe it's feeling separated from God, wondering why we're not feeling God's presence. Maybe our darkness is worry over the state of our country or our world. Maybe it's concerns about our health or our children or our financial security or a relationship. Whatever our darkness is, know that God is inviting us to look up, to look around and trust that God's light is shining upon us. Well, we hear a similar call in the Matthew passage as we journey with the three wise gentlemen as they follow that star. Of course, there is some debate as to what exactly that star was. Well, interestingly enough, in one of the annotated Bibles that I read this week, they note that there is no ancient source that confirms this astrological phenomenon and instead suggest it may have actually been an angel. Well, that had me scratching my head a little bit because the authors questioned the lack of any astrological phenomenon about a star, but I'm pretty sure they also didn't have any scientific uh, confirmation that that was an angel. But either way, this debate over stars and angels got me thinking about Mary again. So Ricky, can you do the first slide? So you may have been here a few weeks ago when Rich shared this particular painting of Mary receiving the news from the angel Gabriel that she had been blessed with God's favor and would bear a son who would be the Christ child. So we see the angel Gabriel on the left and Mary receiving that news on the right. Well, during a recent silent retreat that Ms. Hope and I attended, we were presented with this rendition of the Annunciation. So, Ricky, can you change? This is a painting by Henry Asawa Tanner. And I wonder what you notice about the difference in this painting. Anybody? the light. Gabriel appears as a column of light. And I was drawn to this. And then I want you to look at Mary. What do you see in Mary's face? Fear. Fear. 
What else? I see awe and wonder. And even in her fear, if that's what that is, she's not looking away. She's pondering that light. And she's pondering all those things in her heart. And I love this painting because no matter its wonder or awe or fear, she's embracing the light. So we hear those instructions from Isaiah. Arise, look up, lift up your eyes. Well, the wise men had to do the same. They had to set their sights on that star, and when it stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. So whatever it is, an angel, a column of light, a radiant star, the question for us to ponder is, are we looking for the light? And when we see it, what is being revealed? So Ricky, you can fade that out, just because I'm afraid nobody will listen to me after that. <laughs> so Isaiah would say it's God's glory that not only shines upon the people, but the light will also radiate from God's people. So Mary would say it's God's favor about to be born on a starry night in a rustic manger. The wise men would likely tell us it's all three. God's glory has shone upon the people of earth and through God's favor, we will know God's love through the baby who will grow into our savior, Jesus. And I think Isaiah and Mary and those wise journeymen all offer us a powerful reminder to be paying attention. Even in this bleak midwinter, where will you notice the light? Well, one author described the star as not only a sign, but an invitation to wonder, a revelation, a guidepost, a traffic light, a tracking device, a GPS that brings us to a point of divine revelation. Well, as for the wise men, once they saw the divine revelation, they no longer needed the star because the external power of what they witnessed became internal. Once they saw the child, they had an inflamed heart and a memory that they would never forget. And so Isaiah reminds us that once we've seen and internalized that light, that we ourselves will be radiant and our hearts shall thrill and rejoice. Well, this season tells us of a God who comes to us even by paths we cannot immediately see, a God who meets us in our deepest darkness becoming the light that goes from us from here. Isaiah and Mary and the wise men all serve as light bearers for us. But I wonder who else in your life, in the past or in the present, are also light bearers for you? Is there a family member or a friend, a teacher, or an encounter even with a perfect stranger that you caught a glimpse of that light? Well, you may have heard me say before that I didn't attend church growing up, but I was nurtured by a father who frequently reminded me that God is love. Knowing that and internalizing that is probably my greatest source of light. My husband Dave was a source of light because he would take me to church when we were first dating, 
which planted the seeds of a lifelong love of worshiping in community. And recently, I've become familiar with a man named Andy Robledo, who owns Plants Delivered Chicago. It's an online plant shop. But in March of 2020, Andy started an organization known as Feeding People Through Plants, a nonprofit that aims to help people in need. Well, at first he started with helping the fight against food insecurity, and since its inception, just since 2020, mind you, he partnered with Chicago Food Depository and has donated over 95,000 meals. Well, recently, Andy has taken to the streets of Chicago to walk with the homeless population who reside in the numerous tent cities in Chicago. He has secured a way to build insulated platforms and then erect warmer, waterproof, more insulated tents for these individuals who have nowhere else to go. When the city was threatening to tear down all of the tent cities, Andy stepped up and built tents that would help protect these people in a better way. And what has been miraculous to watch is the number of people that show up to help him. He posts on Instagram with an address and a time for a tent build, and people just show up to help. And Andy and his dedicated band of volunteers has now a new source of light for me in a darkened world right here in Chicago. Well, I read a beautiful reflection this week that reminded me of Andy, but also Isaiah's reminder that God's light is intended to radiate from each of us. It goes like this. Do not be dismayed by the brokenness in the world. All things break. All things can be mended, not with time, as they say, but with intention. So go, love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. The broken world waits in darkness for the light that is you. So where do you see the light shimmering? What star will you be following? And when you are infused with that warm, loving light, how will you radiate it? So go, love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. The broken world waits in darkness for the light that is you. May it be so. Amen. <laughs>